Psalms chapter 8 this morning. Psalms chapter 8. I'm going to warn everybody. Um, I was planning on speaking on another subject this week, and then I came across the ver- or one of the verses that I was studying. The Lord spoke to me about something in there. I thought, this is really good. I, want, I kind of want to preach this message setting up for the next probably two messages I'm going to do. And next Sunday, I've, I plan on preaching... I'm planning on, I don't know what's going to happen. I haven't put it together or anything. But I, I plan on preaching a really mean message. I, I'm going to say mean stuff. I, I'm, I'm going to be mean. And I'm going to preach on the tongue. The sins of the tongue and gossip. And I want to do that because, honestly, I don't know of anything going on with people wagging their tongues, backbiting, gossiping. I don't know of anything. And I want to be able to preach this message when I know in my heart that I am not just going after somebody. And I thought, you know, like maybe the Lord's laid this on my heart so we can head this off at the pass. It's something that it, can, it happens in every church where things get going with the tongue, people get talking, and just can destroy people. And it is wicked as all get out. I mean, it is wicked. And therefore, I feel totally justified in being mean about that because you'll see the Bible says some pretty mean stuff about people's tongues. And so, um, I'm just going gonna, gonna to warn you all. So, that means this week, you all better be extra nice and you know, be careful uh, you know, because otherwise you're going to be really be getting convicted next week. And so, just uh, keep, keep that in mind. But Psalms chapter 8 uh, this morning. Psalms chapter 8. We're going to read the uh, whole chapter to you. And verse 1 says, O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is Thy name in all the earth, who has set Thy glory above the heavens. Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings hast Thou ordained strength because of Thine enemies, that Thou mightest still the enemy and the avenger. When I consider Thy heavens, the work of Thy fingers, the moon and the stars which Thou hast ordained, what is man that Thou art mindful of him? And the Son of Man that Thou visitest Him. That's the verse I want you to focus on right there. What is man that Thou art mindful of Him? Verse 5, For Thou hast made Him a little lower than the angels, and hast crowned Him with glory and honor. Thou madest Him to have dominion over the works of Thy hands. Thou hast put all things under His feet, all sheep and oxen, yea, and the beasts of the field, the fowl of the air, the fish of the sea, and whatsoever passes through the paths of the sea. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is Thy name in all the earth. I want to ask a question this morning, and that is, what is so special about mankind? What is so special about mankind? Because you know, the church, you know, a lot of times, you know, our focus we can kind of get off on certain things, and it can kind of mess us up. You know, like we, you know, we talk a lot here about how we're all sinners, and that is true. The Bible says, "For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God." We like to talk about, you know, just how. Uh, sinful man can become, and you know how how wicked we are, and our righteousness is as a filthy rag. But you know, last week we talked about how when you're if you're saved, God has changed that. Okay, and so we are we are now acceptable to God. I mean, and we need to we need to remember that. But even sinful man, okay, just because the Bible talks about us being sinful, remember that's comparing us to God, and compared to God, we all fall short. But yet at the same time, even though we're sinners, mankind is very special. And we're going to look at the reasons for it, and then I want to show you, I want to show you today why mankind is special. And I think when you look at that, 
hopefully it will affect the way you treat other people when you see how special we are in the eyes of God. But why is man special? Well, first reason man is special, and this might seem kind of strange, but we're going to show you in the Scriptures, it's, this is mentioned many times, one of the reasons we are special, one of the reasons mankind is special is because we were made in the image of God. We were made in the image of God. And we are supposed to be respectful to man because they are in the image of God. Look at James chapter 3 and verse 7. James chapter 3 and verse 7 it says, For every kind of beast and of birds and of serpents and of things in the sea is tamed and hath been tamed of mankind. But the tongue can no man tame. It is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. You'll be seeing that one next week. Verse 9 why is it so bad? Why is our tongue, what we say about people, so bad? Verse 9, Therewith bless we God, even the Father, and therewith curse we men, which are made after the similitude of God. You see, a lot of people in church, they will praise God with their tongue, they will sing praises to God, and then they will curse man with that same tongue sometimes in the very same place. And you look at that and you think, what's the big deal? There's a huge difference between us and God, right? But yet we see here, one of the reasons it is such a sin to speak against man is because he was made after the image of God. After the multitude of God. He's similar to God and we are special for that very reason. It's also why it is very serious to take the life of another man. In Genesis chapter 1, in verse 26, God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea. And God put place man above the animals, above all the creatures on the earth. We saw that in Psalms. We see that in Genesis. God placed man above all of them. They were special because they were made in His image. And then in chapter 9, after the flood... God said, and surely your blood of your lives will I require at the hand of every beast will I require it, and at the hand of man, and the hand of every man's brother will I require the life of man. Whoso sheddeth man's blood, by man shall his blood be shed, for in the image of God made he man. So right there, one of the reasons it's so different to kill a person than an animal, a man was made after the image of God. You know, not to mention the soul. We could talk about that, but in here in Genesis, it doesn't say anything about the soul. It just mentions because he's in the image of God. And it's and the Bible makes comparisons to when you are going after a person, that that's like going after God because they are in the image of God. When you speak against them, now you and I, we look at that, and we think, no, there, you know, there's no comparison there. But I'm sorry, the Bible gives that comparison several times. It's the Bible that says that the second great, second greatest commandment is like to the first. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. How is that like loving the Lord God? It is. It's in the Bible. So it's got to be. So you see that it is very important how we treat man. Man is special because he's made in the image of God. And you think, so I don't, I don't see the example, but you know, here's kind of an illustration, I think. Have you ever liked somebody or maybe you even disliked somebody because they reminded you of someone. Have you ever done that before? 
I have. I was like, man, I, just, I don't like that person. Why not? They remind me of this person that I don't like. <laughs> and I, I know that's a terrible attitude, and you've got to try not to hold that kind of thing against people. But at the same time, you, you've all probably felt that way before. You know, you've probably thought that, you know, they remind me of this person I can't stand. And you know what? We are in the image of God. And that's one of the reasons we're going to see that I believe the devil hates us so much. The reason the devil hates man so much is we are in the image of God. We remind him of God. And so that's something that you might not think is serious, but the Bible shows that it is a very serious thing. God often taught that we should treat man the way we would treat God. We see that in Matthew chapter 22 when he talks about the greatest commandment and the second greatest commandment. We see that in 1 John 4.20 where it says, If a man say, I love God and hateth his brother, he is a liar. For he that loveth not his brother whom he hath seen, how can he love God whom he hath not seen? And this is the commandment that we have from him, that, whoso, that who, he who loveth God loveth his brother also. And once again, it's easy to look at that and you know we could take, I like using Brother Lonnie as an example. You know, look at Brother Lonnie and say, he's nothing like God. Surely it's okay to dislike Brother Lonnie and I can say I hate him, but love God. Because there's no similarity. But yet God says one of the reasons that it cannot be is Brother Lonnie's in the very image of God. And therefore, that ought to cause us to love Him. If we really love God, we are going to love those who are in the image of God. And I know that like I said it, it might seem like that defies reasoning, but we see that all over the Bible where the very fact that man is in the image of God ought to cause us to love man. It ought to cause us to want to do good things for man, just like we want to do good things for God. We can't do it to Him, so we do it to those that are in His image. And we see that man is very, very important because of that. Also, another reason that man is special is because of God's plan for them. When you look at the plan of God, and that's really what I want to focus on, but in Matthew or in Psalms chapter 8, verse 5, he mentioned that God made man a little lower than the angels. Okay, so if we want to kind of look at a hierarchy of things, you know, you've got God, of course, He's on top. You've got angels, and you've got man, and then you have animals, right? Because we see that in Psalms chapter eight, man is above the animals. We see that in Genesis, and we see in Psalms that man is a little lower than the angels. Okay, and that's very important to understand and keep that in mind for something we're going to see later. But another reason is we eventually, we see in the Bible, are going to get promoted above the angels. In 1 Corinthians chapter 6, God's talking about how the church ought to be able to make decisions and ought to be able to judge things. And He said in verse 3, He said, Know ye not that we shall judge angels. We see one of these days, after we're glorified, we are going to be above the angels. Okay? And so right there, that shows us part of God's plan, we're getting promoted above angels. I think most of us in here, you know, if we were in the presence of an angel, we wouldn't talk bad to those angels. We wouldn't say bad things about them. But yet at the same time, we will to our brothers and sisters in Christ that one day are going to be the bosses of those angels. They're going to get a promotion above those angels. And when you look and you see the plan that God has for us, it shows just how special He thinks we are. He's made us now. We're a little lower than the angels, but one of these days, we're going to be above them. And I'll show you more verses on that in a little bit. 
But we should treat everyone with respect because when you look at God's plan, there is no telling who someone can become if Christ gets a hold of their heart. I mean, you think about the most sorry person you know. If Jesus Christ saves their soul and if they give Him control of their life, there is no telling who that person can become. You know, just imagine, you know, if you found out that maybe somebody that you went to school with when you were younger, somebody maybe you bullied, somebody that you picked on, you know, grew up and became president of the United States or something. You know, I mean, imagine if you found out you maybe some neighbor that you didn't get along with, they ended up becoming famous. They became some movie star or something. You're like, man, why wasn't I nice to that person? You know, and I imagine there's people that have felt that way before, thinking, "Man, I wish I'd have been nice to that person." You know, I had no idea they were going to be the president someday, or I had no idea they were going to be the governor, or I had no idea they were going to be a millionaire. Maybe if you'd have been nice to him, you could have went to him for a job, but you didn't. <laughs> you picked on him. You treated him like dirt. And you know what? Sometimes we do that to people, and yet we see in the Bible that someday when Christ sets up His kingdom on this earth, that we're going to rule and reign with Him that we're going to judge angels and what we do, where we are placed, it depends on our standing with Christ. What we did for Him on earth. And the people that we are around right here today, there is no telling who they will be someday. You know, Chances are there's nobody in this room will ever be President of the United States. None of us will ever be King of any country. Good chance none of us will ever even be millionaires or billionaires or anything like that. But, in Christ's kingdom, there is no telling what some of you might be there. And therefore, I think it's safe to say, based on God's plan that He has for His children, I think we ought to treat each other with a little bit of respect. Because God has a great plan for us, and we're eventually going to be promoted above the angels. And we see that Satan, I believe one of the reasons that he attacked man, is because he was jealous of God's plan for man. Let's go to Isaiah chapter 14. I was just talking with Brother Harshman about this the other day, and as I was studying for this, I was like, you know, I don't even think I've preached that here. I want to show this. The Lord showed me this a long time ago that I thought was really interesting. But let's look at the fall of Satan. Isaiah chapter 14 and verse 12. It says, How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down from the ground to the ground which didst weaken the nations. For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mountain of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the Most High. Yet thou shalt be brought down to hell to the sides of a pit. Right there we see Satan. He got Lucifer. He got full of himself. Thought he should be higher than he was. And that pride that lifted him up, it caused him to fall. And also, go to Ezekiel chapter 28. Ezekiel chapter 28 and verse 13. Ezekiel 28 and verse 13. It says, Thou hast been in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was thy covering, the sardius, topaz, and the diamond, the barrel, the onyx, the jasper, the sapphire, the emerald, the carbuncle, and gold. The workmanship of thy tabrets and of thy pipes was prepared in thee in the day that thou was created. Thou art the anointed cherub that covereth, and I have set thee so. Thou wast upon the holy mountain of God. Thou wast walked up and down in the midst of the stones of fire. 
Thou was perfect in thy ways from the day that thou was created till iniquity was found in thee. By the multitude of thy merchandise, they have filled the midst of thee with violence and thou hast sinned. Therefore, I will cast thee as profane out of the mountain of God. I will destroy thee, O covering cherub, from the midst of the stones of fire. Thine heart was lifted up because of thy beauty. Thou hast corrupted thy wisdom by reason of thy brightness. I will cast thee to the ground. I will lay thee before kings and they may behold thee. Notice Lucifer at one time was this beautiful, magnificent creation of God. And he got lifted up with pride. He ended up being cast down. And I believe that Satan is jealous of mankind of what God has for him. And think about it. Just Satan, he gets cast down to earth. And then I don't know how the timeline and how everything works, but all of a sudden this man appears on earth that looks like God. That looks like the very one that cast him out of heaven. The one that he wanted to be like, but was not like. He sees someone that looks like him. And what does he do? He attacks man. Satan hates man because he's in the image of God. He hates man because of God's plan for him. And that is why Satan is going to do everything he can to get you attacking man. He wants to attack God. He wants to attack people. And He's going to use people to do that. When you are going after people, especially God's people, you are doing the work of the devil. Because mankind is that special to God. And that's why Satan focuses so much on man hurting man. You know, why haven't we started a war against, you know, animals? You know, why have we started a war against you know mice to do what we can to just eliminate mice from the planet? My wife would join that army in a heartbeat. You know, we don't have wars against things like that. We fight with people, don't we? You know, we kill people because why? Satan, he's he's not going to spend a lot of time getting our hatred going against animals and things. He doesn't care about that, but he will against people who are in the very image of God. And Satan hates man because of that. He hates God's plan for him. Satan was not content with the position he had in heaven. He wanted to be like the Most High. And then, if you look, we see in the Bible that the very things that Satan wanted, God has planned for us. Look at what it says. Romans chapter 8, verse 20 and 30. I'm going to jump around a lot of Scriptures. If you want to try to follow along, you can. But Romans chapter 8, in verse 28, it's a very well-known passage of Scripture. We're going to read a couple of verses after that too. Romans chapter 8 and verse 28 says, And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to His purpose. For whom He did foreknow, He also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of His Son, that ye might be the firstborn among many brethren, Moreover, whom He did predestinate, them He also called. And whom He called, them He also justified. And whom He justified, them He also glorified. One of these days, we are going to be like Christ. And you know one of the things that Satan said there in Isaiah chapter 14, verse 13? He said, I will ascend to heaven. Well, isn't that what's going to happen to us one of these days? Isn't there a verse in the Bible that says, For we which are alive remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air? One of these days, we are going to ascend to heaven, which is something that Satan mentioned that he wanted. We see in John chapter 14, verse 1, Jesus told His disciples, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go, I will come again and receive you unto Myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. That sound, you know, 
I will ascend into heaven. What all does that mean? Could there be more meaning to that? Maybe. But you know what? We see that one of these days we are going to ascend into heaven. The very thing that Satan wants and cannot have. We see also that Paul, or Satan, he wanted his throne above the stars of God, which I believe is talking about the angels of God. He wanted to be the top one, his throne to be above the angels. Remember, man was made a little lower than the angels. Satan, he wanted to be above the angels, which the only one we see above the angels is Jesus Christ, who is God. And he said he wanted his throne above the stars of God. And yet Paul told us that one of these days we are going to judge angels. We see that we are going to get promoted above angels. We see also in the Bible that it says that Jesus was made a little lower than the angels. Why did it say that? Well, it was when he was on earth, when he was a man. He was made, he was, came as a man who was lower than the angels. But of course, after he resurrected, God highly exalted him, given him a name which is above every name. And we see also there in Romans 8, someday we're going to be like Christ. We're going to be promoted above angels one of these days. Something that God never intended for Lucifer. God did not have that plan for him, but He did have that plan for man. And I believe that Satan is jealous of us. And so why wouldn't he do all he can to keep people from getting saved? To keep them from getting that promotion that he wanted. I mean, wouldn't you hate it? Maybe maybe you've had that before. Somebody that you worked with that you were kind of in competition with and maybe they got that promotion that you were going for, that promotion that you wanted and how it makes you mad. And that's how it is with the devil. We got the promotion that he wanted. That was God's plan for us. We, If Lucifer hadn't fallen... You know, it was God's plan to put us above Him. And either way, we're still going to be above Him, aren't we? He's going to be cast down to hell. He's going to the very bottom of everything eventually. And He knows it. Satan wanted to sit on the throne of God. Go to Revelation chapter 3. He said that in Isaiah. He wanted to sit on the throne of God. Look at what Revelation chapter 3 and verse 20 said. We'll read verse 20 and 21. It says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and sup with him and he with me. And to him that overcometh will I grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I also overcame and am set down with my Father in His throne. Did you all see that there? Sit with Him on His throne? Something never intended for Lucifer. Something Lucifer never could have done. Something no angel will ever do. Yet God said, we can. And we will. And Satan is jealous. Satan said that he would ascend above the heights of the clouds. What does that mean exactly? I don't know. But I'm going off 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. We which are alive and remain should be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. That sounds close enough. We're getting what Satan wanted right there. God has that for us. He wanted to be like the Most High. He said, I will be like the Most High. 1 John chapter 3 and verse 1. 1 John chapter 3, verse 1. Behold what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not because it knew Him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when He shall appear, we shall be like Him, for we shall see Him as He is. Someday we will be like the Most High. We see that right there in First John. Lucifer wanted that. 
And you know what? He was this beautiful, magnificent creation of God, but even He was not what we will be someday. And you think, and it was never God's plan. He was a cherub. Thou art the cherub that covereth. A cherub is different than a man. The cherub was not in the image of God. That is, and this sitting with him on the throne, that is something that God made for man who would get saved. So those who would trust Christ as their Savior. And when we look at this, we've got to ask, when you see what God's plan is for us, I know when we look at each other right now, it's easy to look at this, you know, look at ourselves and think, wow, not much here. Have you ever looked in the mirror and just been like, just disappointed? You know, you, you, you want to see something else, you know. Yeah, I want to see more hair there, but boy, it's just not there and it's not going to happen. You know, you want to, you know, you, know, you go and you get on the scale and you want to see a number, it's just not happening. Just, this is not going for us. You know, you, you look and you watch Jeopardy and you can't answer any questions, you know, you feel so dumb, and it's like, you know, there. There's there's not much here, folks. All right, we, let's just admit it. But we see in the Bible that you and I, one of these days, are going to be like Christ. And you think about the sorriest person out there today, even outside the church, even outside believers. If those people would trust Jesus Christ as their Savior, some guy, you know, some drunk out there at the bar. Barfing his guts out because he's had too much to drink. If that person would get saved, one of these days, they would be like Christ. If you're saved today, somebody, you will be like Christ. And either way, right now, we are in the very image of God. And so for us to feel justified in running people down and treating people like dirt, it is so wrong. It is a huge sin, but it's also very foolish. I mean, I don't know how it's all going to work one of these days. But remember, God doesn't judge things like we do. The Bible says the first shall be last and the last shall be first. I don't know how it's going to work. I don't know how all the authority structure is going to work in heaven. But boy, who's to say that that person that you look down on in the church because you don't think they're everything they should be, what's to say they might not be promoted above you somewhere in Christ's kingdom? They might be your boss. Oh, we're not going to have any bosses. Are you sure? I mean, we're going to be telling angels what to do. I, I don't know how it's going to all work out. But I do see that God has a great plan for those who love Him. I, mean, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither have they entered in the heart of man. The things that God had stored for His children. You know, there's no telling what's out there, what's to come, what God's plan is. I mean, you take some of these little kids here. You, know, you take the smallest kids. Ones that are in the nursery, running around still wearing diapers. There is no telling what they will be someday if God gets a hold of their heart. Even right here on this earth. I mean, some of these little boys, they might be you know, preachers and evangelists, missionaries one of these days. You know, winning thousands of people to Christ. We don't know. That, per, that neighbor of yours that just seems so vile and so wicked, be careful how you treat them. God may save that person and change their life and use them in a great way. And God definitely can do that. And I say all this today to just warn you, you better be careful how you treat people. Because this earth is not all there is. You know, as far as the you know, structure that we have created in our minds of where we are in society and where we fit, okay, 
You might think, you know, the people that you look down on, you know what, as far as you're concerned on this earth, you might always be above them one way or, you know, maybe financially or socially or however, whatever it is, things that we go after and make such a big deal about. But there is no telling what might happen in Christ's kingdom. The tables could completely turn and you're going to be sorry on that day. You may be sorry in this life if that person goes and does something great for God and you treated them like garbage. I mean, that would be terrible. What if the next you know, great preacher or singer, we ran them out of this church because we were critical of them. And they went, and they went somewhere else and God's using them in a great way somewhere else. What if the next great soul winner, you know, we run them out of the church with our tongue and he goes and does great things somewhere else? Because we were so busy looking on the outside and just seeing, really just looking at ourselves, thinking about how much better we are than them, not thinking about the fact that that person is in the image of God and God has a great plan for that person. God has a great plan for everyone in here. If we would just sell out to God and just give Him everything, God could do great things with any of us. Why? Because we're His creation. We are His children. He has a plan for us. He has all power to do everything. And it's hard to imagine what's so special about man. But that's because we can only see man in our fallen condition. But boy, if we could just somehow understand what God has in store for all who believe, we would know just as well as Satan knows how special man is to God. Those people out there that we despise and look down on, they are in the image of God and He loves them. Jesus died on the cross for them. He paid for their sins and we ought to love them. We ought to love them back because of the fact they are in the image of God. And so with that, I want us to all stand together.